Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, this is Ange McCabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance, where our business is the success of your business. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, facilitator, and your co-host along with Scott Rust of the Elevate Business Podcast. The Elevate Business Podcast is a journey of discovery fueled by curiosity to genuinely understand what makes people tick when it comes to their professional path, choices made, and the personal characteristics that drive performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately success. The Elevate Business Podcast is here to promote the enormous contribution of small and medium-sized businesses around the world by exploring the actions that make a workplace successful, the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of an organization, and how we build whole person leaders from the ground up. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, growing our learning edges, and honoring our passions with a special guest who has elevated their businesses, overcome obstacles, and inspires others to do the same. So glad you're here. Hi, and a warm welcome to the Elevate Business Podcast, both myself, Ange McCabe, and Scott Russell, your hosts. We have the pleasure of introducing you to Edwin Frondozo, an international keynote speaker, award-winning podcaster, technology entrepreneur, and top advisor. Edwin is co-founder and CEO of Slingshot VOIP, telecommunications network. He is well-known for finding the intersection where people, business, and innovation meet. Edwin is also actively involved in the Canadian startup ecosystem as a key leader at Startup Canada, providing mentorship and advisory services to businesses of all stages. Welcome, Edwin. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, likewise, likewise. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your company, your role, and your journey. Wow, that's a... How much time do we have? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Cole's notes. Maybe okay, Cole's, Cole's notes. notes. Well, the Co- the first off, the Cole's notes about me, and I like the way I like to describe it, especially when we're talking about, um, you know, performance, leadership, or, or people. I'm a. I like to start off that I'm a five year old father, seven year old husband, sixteen year old entrepreneur, and forty five year old man. I could I could probably <laughs> I could probably age myself for many different passions I have in my life, but um, it gives those who are listening and yourselves a sort of picture of who I am. And maybe that's how it shapes up some of my answers. Mm -hmm. Um, My business slingshot, we're a telecommunication service provider. We provide business phone services to businesses across US and Canada. Um, So very everything from phone numbers, toll free numbers, call center applications, um, IVR greetings. So making making most businesses professional. the journey with that is I've been in telecom for a long time. I'm a lot younger than most people think, but I started my career in a global company. Probably Canada's one of Canada's one most global company in the back then, Nortel Networks. Um, there was probably a hundred thousand employees when I was there. Um, and I stayed in telecom because 
probably it was my upbringing, my comfort level. I knew it. That was my specialty. And I, I was always passionate about technology, being a computer engineer, and, uh, and telecom, um, just because it's communications, it connects people, and the underlying internet that we see today is actually technology that Nortel Networks brought to the world, and many, if not little Canadians know that anymore. Um, what else? Journey? I think, I think that was the last question, my journey? Yes. I mean, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> but the journey has been the I'm on my journey. I love my journey. It's definitely ups and downs. And, you know, depending on where we want to talk about journey, you know, there's entrepreneurship, there's leadership, mm-hmm. management, um, relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can really dive in. You, yeah, we could go, we could go fun. left, right, center. Let's go have a blast. <laughs> We're gonna get this party started. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be curious to focus things in a little more or to help you focus things in a little more, Edwin, if we're looking more at that entrepreneurial journey and I recognize, yeah. you know, uh, you're co-founder of Slingshot, uh, you're leading the team as CEO. Uh, how did that kind of come about and form and what, what does that look like today? So today we're, we're still a fairly small team. We bootstrapped the business. Um, the Slingshot brand itself is, is, I think we're celebrating the 10 year anniversary now. Okay. Um, but like I mentioned at the top, I've been in telecom a long time. So I was that industry expert. I, I had a know-how. And not only was I working at Nortel at the beginning of my career, um, before I became an entrepreneur, I was working for a small telecommunications consulting organization where I was a young sales executive, I guess, or it was my first outside sales role, um, learning how to or hone in my I guess, early sales skills, because I didn't have much sales training at that time um, and really understanding features and benefits and learning what, you know, the pains and the challenges that stakeholders in small to medium-sized enterprises did at the same time when the internet was growing and technologies like voice over IP was coming. um, That's where that opportunity came. We've been, we've been doing with my business partner, who's out of New York, we've been working together on and off for about 15 years um, until we decided to launch the Slingshot brand. So where we are today, um, before COVID hit, we were bringing in a a partner, someone who has the sales savviness, because that was something that we missed. Um, So, you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes uh, in ongoing stories, you know, you can't do everything. You got to bring people in. Mm-hmm. Either you got to hire people who are better than you or have strategic partnerships. So that was one of the big turning points in the last two years, bringing someone with that caliber of experience, growing a small team to growth, and which is almost impossible to find someone who did it for a competitor that got that got acquired. So it was um, it was a really good, timely introduction that I, that I received. Um, there's a story in terms of how I, how I got that introduction, (laughs) if you guys are interested. Um, but, um, at that time, um, I was, I was contemplating bootstrapping any business, let alone a tech business that has a lot of infrastructure and Mm -hmm. upkeep and Mm -hmm. it's, it, it could get daunting, and I was in a point in my life where I'm like, is this worth it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is this is tough. And I was starting to think about legacy work, impact work. I started 
having a lot of people in my entrepreneurship world around me that were consultants, coaches, people who really help people and not to be so meta, elevate themselves and their businesses, right? So I was I was in awe. I'm like, wow, this is great. I mean, my business is good, but I don't see that impact. You know, I don't get that instant gratification that I help someone move their life forward. So I was in this crossroads and I was thinking about quitting the business, exiting it or selling out. And, um, but before doing so, I had some friends and colleagues who were like, oh, you should really think about this. Maybe you should talk to people in your network. So I had this little small campaign for myself. I work around (laughs) challenges and I'm like, I'm going to have a hundred conversations. I'm going to go into my network. I'm going to tell people what I'm thinking and, and get their thoughts. And it was eye-opening, right? People start opening up to you. I started mm. getting introduced to investors, competitors. You know, I, I spoke to billionaires. <laughs> it's nuts. Mm. And mm. then ultimately, some, a friend of mine is like, oh, Edwin, you should actually talk to this guy. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, I was... Before that campaign, I was like half the foot out, like, oh, I got to leave. And now I'm like, oh, you know, first off, we weren't ready to sell. Like we, we haven't built it anywhere up to that. It was just my own emotions. Um, but that was, that was, that's, that got to the introduction to our, to our current VP of sales. Hmm. That's fantastic. And it's an eye opener too, from an entrepreneurial perspective, because it, we can oftentimes put ourselves in that own box of being in a silo and we're not, there's a huge network of people out there that we can certainly lean into and using your point, Edwin, to problem solve. So that's an amazing story to hear. Uh, and it's, uh, I guess, an testament to resiliency, right. And questioning our own emotions and where we're going with that. Can you tell us a little bit more as to what type of leader that you've become? Ooh, I haven't, I haven't thought about this question in a while. (laughs) I do believe inspirational leader, but someone who gets down um, to the ground and really watch and help and let people in, empower them right away. Like I just onboarded um, two new people in this last month and, you know, Maybe from my experience with podcasting and doing a lot of streaming and videos, I I just have no hesitation to like do a video and you know if they have a question, I'll literally use I use a, a, a tool called Loom where mm-hmm. I could just capture my my screen and has my me and my video and you know they'll ask me a question and literally three minutes later I will send them the video. Okay, this is what I did. Here you go. And then let's save this for later for the next hire. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still in that because we're still a small team. I, I have to come, you know, from the job role to the, to the leadership role. And I got to still be comfortable with that as much as I already understand that I'm looking to exit all these roles now. Like that was my mindset shift probably about a year and a half ago where it's like, okay, I can't be sitting in the business. You know, it's so funny. I've heard that. I've read that. I've interviewed people who say that. <laughs> and until you really understand what that means and feel it and make the decision, right? Mm. It's just something to say. It's just something to hear. And, well, yeah, I'm in the business, in the business. But like, you know, as an entrepreneur, and you, you may be listening, if you're listening today, 
um, you may feel like it's impossible not to do the job. Like no one will do it as good as me. No one loves in the business like me or whatever story we're telling ourselves. It's stopping us from growth and being a leader, right? Especially if you hire someone and you don't empower them or trust them, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, partly that's trusting yourself to let go. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's being, that's the type of leader I am. It's not easy. It took a long time. It takes a long time to let go, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, There's so many things that are coming up for me right now, but one yeah. that I'm really interested in hearing from a leadership perspective is what was that switch? What was that switch from you reading, hearing, and talking about, quote unquote, letting go in leadership to kind of parachute yourself into the, the CEO actual role? It was, I know the exact date. It's so crazy, actually. Last year, and um, I was, COVID, like everyone, had, you know, gave us opportunities, whether you took it or not. Mm. to really evaluate who you are, what you do, and, and why you do things, right? And it, for entrepreneurs, there was a buzzword at the time when COVID happened. You know, we couldn't just sit still. We were like, I got to pivot. How could I help? Do you remember that? Like, that was a huge thing in the entrepreneurship world, mm. like March, April. Like, when it hit in Canada, lockdown, first lockdown, we were all scared. But the people who are entrepreneurs or sit with that type of personality is like, how could I help? Right. What can I do to help? So I, I, you know, I took that opportunity. I did many things at that time, you know, with my podcast, I partnered with a number, I partnered with one uh, national organization with leaders. And, you know, we did a small campaign about, you know, what's the shift to this digital. And I, I advised on like a big tech startup, you know, because my business slowed down, right? literally like went to a halt. So I actually took that. And at the same time, I worked with a coach because I was still, even though that I brought in someone into my business, I think I still had this uneasy feeling of what am I doing with my life or who am I, or what is this all for? Right. And it turned out that I really, really um, identify as a polymath or someone who has multiple passions. I love doing many things. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not doing many things, I'm bored. Mm. And that showed up a lot throughout my life through high school, um, elementary that my teachers always told my parents, Edwin is a smart kid, although he seems bored and unchallenged. Luckily for me, I went to computer engineering and now I'm in taking six new courses every four months that included uh, 30 hours that included extra lab time, right? And I was pretty social still. I would go to the parties and stuff. And to my surprise, I like A plus all of university. It was crazy. I, and I barely passed in high school. Mm. Um, and then I left, the, I left university, went to the workforce, and now I'm just doing one job. And if you could imagine... It was like sucking the life out of me. So getting a la- getting laid off by Naruto was sort of a, you know, it was a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. um, because that was the first time I dabbled as an entrepreneur, but I was still pretty young. I got a pretty good walking ticket. Like I think it, I think it was more, but I always say it was a year salary. So imagine being 24 years old, year salary, living <laughs> at home. <laughs> Come on. I'm for the next five years. Like, what, right. what yeah, there's no urgency here. Yeah, there's no urgency. <laughs> Yeah. So I picked entrepreneurship. So I don't want to go down that story. That pinpoint was last year when I realized this is who I am. 
Mm. You know, even though the world and peers and advisors can all tell me, Edwin, I decided I'm going to, I'm going to embrace this. This is who I am. Yeah. I have a tech business. I have a podcast. Um, and maybe I made excuses or reasons why I were doing them in the past, but I do them because I love doing them. Mm-hmm. But there was a specific day where it was just like things were going up and down still last year, right? For me. And I was still always going back and reflecting and wondering, well, what is this all for? And a friend of mine challenged me. He's like, Ed, when you do so many things, and here you, and here's the here's the funny part. Why don't you just do one thing? <laughs> <laughs> So imagine, imagine, I just realized oh, I'm, I'm this multi-passionate polymath. This is what I love to do. And a good friend of mine is like, and he's a, he's a high-performance coach. He's like, why don't you just do one thing? So I'm <laughs> like, you know, I, I must have been like in an emotional pit at that time. And he also shared with me an audacious goal because goals, you know, you know, I, goals are like, not goals. He, he shared with me a go, audacious goal of making X amount of dollars in a hundred days. And it was, it was audacious. It was like a couple, it was like 35 million in a hundred days. And mm-hmm. I was just like, Hmm, you are nuts. Tell me more. Right. And then we went into conversations about success and mindset and, you know, we don't go there. And, you know, for me and the, the best way I can explain it is if I, I'm a, I'm an avid Raptor fan. I've been watching, NBA basketball since they came in 95. But if you look at like a professional basketball player, success is not linear. It's actually, you have no money and then you get drafted 3 million. And then you have no money. You're at 3 million. You're at a plateau. And then all of a sudden there's a cliff. If you're good, 10 million or 30 million. Like there is no gradual to 30 million. It's a mindset. It's a dedication. It's a discipline to know that this is who you are and what you did that. So when, when I was, when I was challenged Edwin, so what are you going to do if you focus? I actually made a audacious challenge to myself that changed my life. I said, you know what? I'm going to hundred X my life. I'm going to hundred X my business in a hundred days. Cause this guy like inspired me. I'm like, <laughs> and, and why I said a hundred at the time was we all have vision boards, right? Mm-hmm. And, and which is a powerful, powerful, um, exercise. And if you're listening, you've never done a vision board, check it out. But one part of the extension of the vision board is what's the cost of your vision board? What's the cost of your dream life? Right? Which is another interesting exercise because you may be pleasantly surprised. It's actually reachable or it's you're kind of nuts. Um, but you know, what's the cost to uphold that lifestyle? And what do you need if things go down? I did that and it ended up being that I would have to 100x my business to allow slingshot just to pay me. So I made that decision. I'm going to say, I'm going to do that. And uh, September 22nd. So this is literally time of this recording. I don't know when this will air. Uh, This is September 23rd today, September 22nd, 2021, 2020. Sorry, my bad. Um, I made an audacious goal. I announced it on YouTube on social. I said, "Ah, my name is Edwin. I'm going to hundred X my business in a hundred days. And this is why, and something shifted in me fully putting out this goal, making a declaration. It was, it was insane. Um, and I had to fight a lot of fears and self-doubt before I was able to do that. But that was the turning point. I have the exact date 
And I launched a new project on September 22nd, 2021. That basically, and the reason I chose it was it was my one year anniversary of declaring that, which shifted mm. me and, and my mindset. I didn't 100x my business in 100 days, but what I say is I 100x my mindset. And it's like, I am 100x um, because there was a lot of self talk, you know, mm-hmm. doing daily videos and sharing this thing. It, I, what I realized is I was doing affirmations. Right. And really believing it and um, became, it, it, it became conviction. And how do you, how do you lend that conviction, the tenacity, the problem solving, the, the leadership and the, the human skills is what we call it side of things to your teams. I think I just started showing up differently. Honestly, I don't think I worked, I work harder or lead harder but I have this overall goal now, this vision, this 100x mindset or this 100x game that I'm playing personally. And for me to be or realize some of these goals or all these goals is I have to elevate myself. And for me to elevate myself, I have to elevate the people around me. Mm-hmm. And I have to empower them and give them the tools and don't even hesitate. Like, of course, I'm not just going to out of the blue, just give something that they asked for. But, you know, it it was, it, I think, you know, in reflection, it wasn't like a huge, you know, this mindset shit seems huge, but the things that are changing is not huge, but it's, I think it's the way I show up now. Mm-hmm. And, and it gets, it's, it's, I think it's, what's the word right now? It just catches on. People feel it and they see it and they believe it. And as a leader, you become more inspirational. People believe you. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're just telling, you're not just a boss telling people what to do. But, you know, if you sharing your vision, people know that they're more than just the job that they're in. They're like, oh, there's something bigger than this. There's doing this. And, you know, the culture is changing slowly too, because I think what I did as a decision and this was all came personally. I didn't do this because of the business. I did this because of me, which was very interesting. Mm, it is because oftentimes when we look at the proverbial kind of textbooks or the knowledge leaders around strategy and business, it's it's all about you lead based on your objectives. You lead based on your strategy. You know, you tie your objectives to your departments and to your individual teams, whereas you've kind of stepped outside of that box. And said, "Well, no, hold on, wait. This is this is my vision for me, and I'm pushing myself. But hey, it matches with with my group, with my team as well." Well, and I'm not going to take away from the quarterly goals or the department goals because they're still there. But when you <laughs> understand who you are, the core of who you are, and what drives you, mm-hmm. I think all the details and all the goals um, get positively affected because of that. Because now you. Now you know the essence of you mm-hmm. and you don't have to have any job or any activity or anything that you do define you because you already defined yourself, right? I don't, you can't label me as, um, you know, Edwin, you're a marathon runner. That's all you are. You're not like, I know who I am and I like to build businesses. I like to advise businesses. And I know that that's why it's just like, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's great. It's like, you get to learn every, the role and every role is different in every company. Like you could know the essence, but you know, really letting go as a leader and understanding that I only know 50%, but me knowing 50% of each job description is probably better than 
a lot, right? And then and then you're you're able to ups, upsell. But um, I don't know if I uh, <laughs> if I went if I went to left field now, but uh, <laughs> I'll bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> No, Edwin, I think there is a lot of uh, interesting thoughts yeah. around that in terms of um, even just that self-reflection piece and understanding your own essence as a leader and, and as a person, how's it, how it relates. And, you know, we see it time and again, so many entrepreneurs, it's, well, I'm the CEO of this business or I'm the co-founder of this business and that's part of their identity. But it seems that, you know, upon reflection, you're able to kind of separate that identity piece um, from the business and really be able to better understand yourself, which then help in the end actually helped elevate the business that much further. Yeah. And, you know, taking away from these self labels, it also allows you to remember and see yourself in the, in your teams, in your team members, not everyone could see or feel what you're seeing and feeling mm-hmm. as good of a communicator as you are they don't have that history of you or the experiences and the things that you have. So you have to always remind yourself, and this is why I will always go down and do it with them. Okay, let's do it together. Why don't we do this together? I'll take time. I'll, t- I'll always take, it's, you know, these are five minute times, especially with Zoom and what all these sharing collaborative tools. It's even almost easier than when we were in offices, right? Because I would have to go over, look over your desk and, it's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking it away. I, 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 like, I like the in-person work, but I'm just saying that, you know, as a leader, we have to have to make these times, especially if you're building and growing a team that's distributed, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. all, as even us as leaders, mm-hmm. we must feel alone every now and then. So imagine it's amplified for the people working for you and you don't even reach out to them for three days. Right, right. <laughs> right? I, even if it's just like, hey, how's your, how was your weekend? Oh, that does so much for your people. Mm-hmm. And tell us a little bit more because it sounds to me like remote working was done before it was quote unquote cool uh, with your group. How do you How do you manage that or how do you set the example and the tone for consistent or uh, yeah, consistent communication and connections? Yeah, I mean that, that's a great that that's a great question. For me, we we use Slack right now, mm-hmm. but the essence of our company is a communications company, so we do provide telecom. Um, setting the tone is always not always being available, but like our stand up meetings are in the morning, so we know we know what things are, and not having and I don't expect anyone to work after five, right? And setting those type of things, and when you set it with your team. Make sure you set it for yourself <laughs> because then, because you could say that all day to, to, to your team and say, listen, you guys don't have to work for five. And all of a sudden I'm still working on Slack and messaging. Oh, don't do this. So I'm setting the bar already. Like, Oh wait, mm. Edwin's working. Mm. Then I'm going to work still too. And it mm. happens. Like if I'm still working and I sort of message something, you know, people will be like, Oh, Maybe that's the culture. I got to do this, even though there's no expectation to do it. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to remote working is whatever culture you want to create, make sure that you're also doing it for yourself. And if, and if you are working after the five, maybe don't communicate it. Don't send the email, like do the delayed email for eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like do, mm-hmm. do that favor. I mean, it's an extra step. I get it. But, you know, it's 
it's such a confusing world, right? Because you don't understand these little nuances that we do by sending emails at 8 p.m. You know, imagine you're sitting watching Netflix and your boss, the CEO or the founders, like emails you at 8 p.m. Like you get the little heart. <laughs> like, oh, am I supposed to answer this? Damn it. Put this on airplane mode. Right? Like you got to put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Like they're yes. just trying to relax and they just started in the company three months ago. And then all of a sudden I get an email about it doesn't have to even be urgent. It could be nothing. But you're like, maybe I got to reply to this. It's mm-hmm. from the main guy. It's the main mm-hmm. from the main girl. Like, you know, like, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when it comes to remote working, I think it's respecting boundaries and and, and also mm-hmm. for yourself. I think it's just healthy because, uh, you know, if you're showing up as an overworked executive or, you know, or founder, I think everyone thinks that's, that's normal. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can almost have a follow-up episode just on this topic alone, Edwin. Oh Uh, my gosh. But being respectful of your time here as well, we always like to ask our guests uh, kind of coming to a close, what are three words of inspiration that you would want the world to hear? Ooh, three words. (laughs) That's putting me on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're a little lenient, right? Yeah, exactly. So is it three words? Well, so I, I always end a lot of my videos and it's actually three words is I always say, do your best. Um, anything, anything you do. Um, I posted something today because I did, I did a launch and it was about the fact that you only get one launch, mm. whether you have a new business, a new service product, new podcast, we only get one chance to celebrate the launch of something new. And, um, you know, I did pretty good. I've done many launches and the team was pretty good, but there were still hiccups, Mm. but I could sleep at night and I slept really well last night (laughs) 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 that, that I know I did my best, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's going to be this underlying only you, the person implementing the person doing the leader leading only, you know, if you did your best. Mm -hmm. So as long as you do your best, you're going to sleep well at night. You're not going to regret the things that you're doing. And, and it may be not enough. It may not be hitting the goals, but you know you did your best and you're going to get the feedback to understand how to get better or how to lead or what to do differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my words of inspiration. Do your best. That's I, sh- I should actually put a sign here now. You guys, you guys inspired me. What are the letter glow up signs? That would be lovely. Oh, that would be sick. I think next time you guys have me on video, I'll uh, I'll have it. Fantastic. We're gonna hold you to it. Accountability. I'm down. We're coaches. I'm down. Yeah. Oh, this is good. This is going on the air too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge now, Edwin. A challenge. I love it. I love it. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us today, and also appreciation for sharing your entrepreneurial insights with Intuity Performance and our subscribers. Uh, for those who would like to learn more about Slingshot VOIP, we're going to provide a link to the company profile on the Elevate Business Podcast title page. Take good care. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Business Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to future podcasts at intuityperformance.com, where you can also sign up for webinars and learn more about professional coaching and our facilitation solutions available to help fire up your whole person performance skills and drive actions for success. Until next time, stay true to you and take care of each other. We are all better together.
Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting? Explore the whole person leadership cohort by Intuitive Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.